I don't believe it. I can't believe it. For the second time in the season, the Fallow Crown is going head to butthead in a cosmic ash clash. Ophidian, eat your wild heart out. What do you think, Rusty? Does this shiny new penny have what it takes to be the crown's good luck charm? My gallstones are like golf balls. I can't even look at cheese anymore. Oh, shut up, Betty. I watched you tamp a wheel of camembert down that jagged ball you call a face four hours ago. And the rest of us have been the proverbial canaries in your colonic coal mine for the better part of the last two. It's like sucking on vaporized garbage through a foot of durian yogurt. Come on, George. Stay in character. I need the practice if I'm going to conquer the probot uprising. Look, did you see that? Rusty laughed. He laughed. Could I have a hot dog? Damn it, Brance. The audience doesn't talk. Besides, there's cookies on the table. I smuggled them out of Nurse Gunderson's secret stash. If she thinks I'm not going to lift a bag of used catheters to get the goods, she's got another thing coming. I don't want cookies. I want a hot dog. You don't even eat meat. I know. I just like to hold them. Everyone knows, Brance. You've been fondling your foot long next to me four times a day for the last week. <sighs> okay, everybody. From the top. Three, two, hot dog. Ophidian Ashpool just can't get rid of this bad penny. I relish the thought of the battle standard playing catch-up while this plural princess pummels his buns. Let's see if they've got the mustard to... Okay, yeah, let's get some hot dogs. Try chanting. If I learned anything from falling asleep in poli in high school, it's that old people chanting can accomplish anything except meaningful change. Hot dogs! Hot dogs! Hot dogs! Hot dogs! Hot dogs! The Fallow Crown stands opposite the birthday field to Ophidian Ashpool, who apparently just turned 50. <laughs> <laughs> are, they the, are they the birthday field or is it the birthday standard now? <laughs> Look at you, Penelope Farthing. Finally had some potential. This is how I've always wanted to see you. Ophidian is met by silence. Oh, God, it's a stoicism too. I love it. All right, that's fair. Uh, so, which one of you am I going to kill first? I bet you can't cut down this big guy behind the bar. <laughs> who is Who is that? Who is that? I can't believe you forgot all the times that you and I have had drinks together. You bastard! It was like twice! <laughs> I would like everybody to roll initiative. Wow, that's a totally unnecessary 20. <laughs> I actually don't like going first with Ayavos. Wusha got 16. Natural 20 for 24. Woo-hoo. 10. Ophidian also got a 24. Chess got a total of 9 for his initiative. Carnivore would have gotten a natural 20, but instead got a 4. But Dr. Caustic, who was not delayed, gets a 10. All right. Each of you, knowing this was coming, had an opportunity to prepare. You may each perform one action, non-damaging, in advance. From within the birthday cake. (laughs) 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 Sorry, from within the birthday cake is such a great opener. (laughs) Gaspar was able to pop open a little potion 
And while the song is going on outside, so it's muffled in here. <laughs> Gaspar just goes, Elixir, I've got problems. They've got solutions. And Gaspar drinks a potion of poison resistance. Perfect. You gape it up? Yes. It, I gape the potion of re- poison resistance. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't got to mention the gape every single time. <laughs> they know how I drink it. Iavos, as he appears in the vortex of confetti and sparkles, is reaching out to the world between life and death and drawing forth the necrotic energy to manifest a shield of false life mm-hmm. at third level. Nice. Wuxia holds the now trembling hurricane glass that he poured his potion of poison resistance into. <laughs> he's going to drink the whole thing and just throw the glass on the ground. He's so angry, he's shaking. Penelope holds up Zillos, looking at her reflection in the blade. She runs her thumb along it and suddenly becomes a blur. <sighs> that means she cast blur. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate the clarity. At the top, we have Gaspar. Mm. While Wuxia is screaming to Ophidian, keeping him distracted, Gaspar is going to take out a crossbow, aim it at Ophidian, and pop a shot in him while he's trying to figure out who exactly he's forgetting. (laughs) Roll that attack for me. I'm taking the aim. You know how it goes. That is a 24 to hit. That definitely hits his AC. Five, six. Oh, that is 25 point, 26 points of damage. Ooh, baby. As the shot pierces through the armor, but not enough flesh to truly get to the heart of Ophidian, Gaspar just throws a little jab at him. Go on, try to kill him before I kill you. <laughs> try to kill her? Oh, I, I pointed to Wuxia. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And now he's... Now his attention split three ways. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, probably. I should probably attack the giant tank, right? Nope. He turns around and lashes out a blood red whip at Penny and gets a 17. 17 does not hit Penny's AC. It doesn't? What's your AC now? New AC. 18. Oh, Hell yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. Breastplate. He hits blurry Penny. All right. Cool. He then immediately follows it up with a second whip. Well, this one's also disadvantaged, I assume. Yes. That's better. That is 18. That is a hit. You feel all the rage and hate and fury coming from inside of him. You feel the dark aura of whatever vile fay grants his hex whip his power. You can feel the smite of what dark god he serves. You can feel him channeling his divinity. And all told, you have 64 damage coming at you. Penny uses a reaction to place her shield in the way of this strike, negating all damage because it comes from a dark fey source. There you stood in the void face to face with the stag, the question still reverberating through the infinite. What will you become? There you stand, the red whip lashing out against you, and its power falters as the ancestral enemy of Zelos meets its match. The shield's vertigree echoes out in green and copper energy and catches the hexblade. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa! That was fucking awesome! 
Yeah, easier to trick than a Grimalkin. <laughs> Excellent. That is the end of Ophidian's turn. That makes it Papa Yavos. Daddy Yavos. Yavos is going to vault himself forward a few feet using the uh, quill staff of the Illuminator. Moving forward 15, just enough to get within range. Uh, he sticks the quill nib into the ground, writing a very quick rune, which dissipates and casts a second level bless on his party. Nice. As everyone is kablested, and then he has 15 more feet where he says, nope, 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 and backs back up to where he was. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. I got your back. <laughs> that makes it whoosha. Wuxia knows exactly what he needs to do. Focusing on goddamn Ophidian Ashpool, he is going to put one massive foot up on the bar, raise both his spears up like twin fang fucking style, and leap toward the whip-wielding bastard shouting, Arspool! And I am going to cast Hunter's Mark while I'm leaping with my bonus action, and then I'm going to stab him twice. I like it. Hell yeah. You're blessed. I am blessed. A bless. That is looking pretty good. 13, 19 versus his AC. With that hits. Hell yeah. We got D6 from Hunter's Mark. We've got D6 from my spear. And since he's taken damage, I get D8 from Colossus Slayer. Sweet. Herk. So we are holy dick. It's about to be. Right? That is 21 damage with the first. Mm. And then my second coming down on him. That is 19 plus 5 is 25 against his AC. That hits. And I do not get my Colossus Slayer damage, but there we go. Oh, fuck yeah. That's going to be 15 damage to mm. him. Boys are at work. Boys are at work. With a crossbow bolt sticking out of his armor and facing you, fully confident he was going to be able to take you out, and realizing he couldn't. He's a little flustered. When the two spears drive through his back, he gets a mite angry. They bring him almost to his knees, but he stands resilient. <laughs> you guys got some tricks, I'll be honest. And you're not pulling any punches, which is, uh, you know, ow. I used to like you. <laughs> I don't even know you. <laughs> you took everything from me. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. <laughs> After Wusha is Penelope Farthing. Am I at the bottom of the initiative? No, you got a whole roster of Johnny-come-latelys. Okay. Penelope advances towards Ophidian. I'm not the penny that you knew. Something different. Something new. And I am going to use my bonus action to prepare an ability and then strike out with Zillos. Ooh, okay. You're blessed. Is that a four? Mm-hmm. Does a 26 hit Ophidian? Shockingly, yes. I deal seven points of damage, and Ophidian needs to make a strength saving throw. Okay. Not great, man. That's not great at all. My boy here is sporting a 11. That is below my save DC, so, from the point of impact, spectral briars blossom from the tip of Zillos and wrap around Ashpool. They constrict tightly. This is a new ability called Cage of Briars. He is restrained until the beginning of his next turn. Excellent. Damn. That's cool. 
which isn't going to be necessary. As the briars begin to stab into his skin and the damage from your attack starts to sink in, you see blood pouring out from the bottom of his armor. Hologram. All right. Yeah. About what I expected. Thank you. He falls limp and goes dark. Mm. And suddenly, you smell smoke. A whiff faint on the air. As the armor begins to smolder and catch, a red flame disperses throughout it, and his body dissolves into nothing. The fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And then, the rest of his team shows up. First on the initiative for them is Dr. Caustic. Thank you. Doc Coss. He rides in on a Doc Coss. Who's next? After that is Chess. And I'll let you guess who's last. From back doors, the rest of the battle standards makes themselves known. Dr. Caustic, Chess, and Carnivore. Dr. Caustic runs in, drops to a knee, and raises what looks like some kind of bizarre liquid projection gun. As he does... He levels it at Gaspar and fires. Out of it pours a thick, gray, viscous liquid that reeks like sulfur and rot. Does a 21 hit your AC? Yes, it does. Excellent. You're going to be taking 2d8 damage, and I want you to roll me a DC 15 constitution save. You're blessed. Blessed to not save me today with that roll. That is a total of 8. That is not going to do it. You take 13 damage and now are under the poisoned effect. The sickening filth sinks in through your skin and you are immediately nauseated beyond all imagination. Your eyes blur and your bones and muscles feel achy and weak and you find it difficult to stand. I am, however, resistant to poison. Cool. Very good. Uh, Unfortunately, this is acid damage. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Fair warning. Most of his shit is acid. From Dr. Caustic? Yeah, shocker. I gave him permission to basically have his spells all have an elemental swap to acid. Well, Well, certainly. Some of them are poison, shocker. Whoa. I thought the the potion would help me with the poison condition. It does not. Ah, it sucks. Wait, fucking really? It's just the poison damage. (laughs) I'm immune to poison. No, no, no. Just the damage. Yeah. Not the concept. I will still get very, very sick if I drink poison. (laughs) Gaspar is going to use his reaction to uncannily dodge. Okay, great. But somehow enough of it gets into his stump and into the suspended bloodstream. That's fair. Uh, That's rounded down or rounded up? Rounded down. All right. You take six damage instead, and you are still poisoned. That is disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Yes. And then you said that was... Chess. Chess. Cool. The hairless tabaxi runs forward just enough to bring you all into range. He stops sizes up the battlefield, and realizes that things are exactly where they need to be. He gives a nod to Carnivore, and as he does, he turns to Penny. You didn't really think you could beat him, did you? (laughs) That's just the beginning. As a mastermind, I have given him a special little ability called Disruptive Action. Instead of Help Action, he actually gives you disadvantage on the next thing of his choice. He is going to choose Attack. Your next attack will be rolled at disadvantage until the end of your next turn. So if you don't attack that turn, it just goes away. (laughs) This was just the beginning. 
Penny levels her gaze at Chess. Okay. And that does, in fact, make it Carnivore's turn. As you do, a cold breeze settles in the room. Your eyes are drawn to Carnivore for a moment. His hair is blowing in the wind. Hot and cold fronts breezing back and forth. Precipitation begins to trickle from the ceiling. And a cloud begins to form. But unlike most clouds, it is blood red, and the lightning which begins to arc through it is a sickly green. He points towards Iavos's Dora, and as he does, a single arc of lightning comes down hard. Yikes. Don't like that. Bad time to be wearing this armor. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I swear to God I didn't plan that. Oh, the whole time I thought he was going to be wearing it. I'm going to be just fine. Okay, fair enough. He uses coal lightning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The cloud settles in the air, and he deals 3d10 damage to you. Please roll me a dexterity saving throw. All right. I'm blessed. Hot damn, I got a 19 because of bless. Hell yeah. Very good. Wow. Uh, that means you're going to be taking half of the 16 that he was dealing. All right. I'm going to use absorb elements as a first level spell reaction, which will reduce that to four um, and also give me a charge of electricity. And then uh, the armor gives me vulnerability to lightning, which brings it back up to eight. <laughs> That's beautiful. But that leaves me with still eight points of false life from my spell. Nice. Okay. As soon as he finishes this spell, that same lightning arcs back to you. It crawls up his arms as he drops them to his side and they meld into his flesh. Suddenly his neck begins to stretch and elongate, his legs fuse together, and he extrudes into a massive snake. As the snakeskin tattoos roll up his skin and then transform into the real thing, the giant constrictor turns its eyes toward Wuxia. That brings it back to the top of your initiative, which is Gaspar. Wuxia, I'm going to need some help with this snake. You got it. Just pretend it's a sea serpent. <laughs> How many of those have you killed before? Plenty. Old work. This big? Bigger. Always bigger. Fishermen always lie. <laughs> Then I'm just going to prepare my action to slash this thing with this protein spike. Nice. And that makes it Ophidian's turn. None of you are scholars of the paladin's ways, least of all paladins of treachery. But one of the first things they learn is their channel divinity, which allows them to summon a false manifestation of themselves. Penny, does a 19 hit your AC? It does. Okay. You're feeling confident. You're feeling strong. So when the short sword slides in between your shoulder and down into your chest, you weren't quite expecting it. Not his best work. You have 24 damage coming at you as he channels a smite into his short sword attack. Penny is surprised, and as the blade sinks into her flesh, she loses her composure and lets out a feral growl. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Still kind of cute, though. Sorry. Just because it's Penny. <laughs> Just because it's Penny. He draws the blade out with a flourish and casts his whip at Gaspar. 19? That's going to hit. Okay. You are going to take 10 slashing damage and 5 poison damage. And then he is going to use his superiority dice from his martial adept feat to do a tripping attack. He's going to add 1d6 to the damage. That adds 5. And 
Go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw mm-hmm. against your a martial art up score, which in this case is 15. Yeah, I did. You did. Natural 20 for 31. Beautiful. Not that it matters, but. <laughs> you are not tripped, but the extra damage is considerable as he tugs on you, making you feel like you're going to tip over in your existing sickness. Preparing to strike at the giant constrictor snake, but being absolutely fooled by Ophidian. Gaspar is going to go on full defensive mode, roll out of the way, using as much of the bar stools as cover before the whip breaks through it and into his shoulder. I will uncannily dodge once more, but that means I can't attack the snake. Damn. So you take half damage in that case. Ophidian finishes his turn with a flourish from his whip, bringing it to... Iavos. Iavos says, a backstab from Ophidian, big shocker. Iavos is going to weave his way between the gaming tables, uh, putting one between himself and Dr. Caustic. Behind him, the giant snake. Now, how absorb element works is you hold on to some of the damage as a D6 and channel it through a melee attack. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to attempt to use my spell secret to channel it into my next spell. And as I grab a handful of playing cards off the table, I throw them into a massive third-level flyleaf, filling the air with these gaming cards of queens and hearts. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Uh, can I use an arcana to manipulate the spell? Yes, please. I'd fucking love that, please. Well, it's a not quite a 19 because it's cocked on top of a d10, but it's another 19. Hey! Uh, so that's a total of 25. Marvelous. You are successful in channeling your new spell secrets. Thinking back onto your first coaching with that strange and dark child, you're remembering the words he said, the things he told you, that magic is whatever you want it to be, something you've always known to be true, and now those words truly resonate with you. I would normally change the saving throw, but I think dex is a good one for these two characters, so I'm going to make him do a dex save, whatever a snake's dex save is. That is a staggering 10 from the snake. That's a noper. And Dr. Caustic pulls out an 11. Hey, they both fail. (laughs) Uh, That's not the first, not the best starter. Uh, So 19 slashing damage and three lightning damage from the absorb elements. Whew. 19 on carnivore's snake form and on Dr. Boy, man. Dr. Boyman. Dr. Boyman. Hi, I'm Dr. Boyman. (laughs) So 20 to the good doctor. Or the bad doctor in this case. Sorry, battle standard. I think we have the upper hand. Mm. Ah. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not the best with Druid lore, but I think he has to make a concentration for his lightning storm. Oh, I believe you're right. Rolled 18. All right. Good snake. It's a good snake. That's a, that's a solid snake. <laughs> that wasn't intentional. I'm so sorry. God. Wasn't it? No, <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, and that brings us to the Wooster. Uh, I would like to give Iavos personal glory for that. Hey, that was yeah. a clever use of the ability. I really liked the pun. Like everything about what you did there was absolutely flawless. Thank you so much. The idea of the playing card file, if I had to use. Mm-hmm. How many points is personal glory? Uh, just one. Just one. I just wanted to know. Because I might burn it immediately 
to cast a spell, but I will not. Uh, I think actually what I'm going to do is I'm also going to give everybody at the table an additional one for your fantastic playing in the last session. Mm. The last the last episode was so fucking funny and so good. Everyone here has one personal glory for use in this quest. Law has two. I will burn those two right now to cast Healing Word on Penelope Farthing. Excellent. Okay, yeah, yeah. You took a pretty big hit, right? I did. She stabbed right in the ribs. Yeah, it was a big hit. It's uh, over half my, just over half my hit points. What's up, double fours? Mm. So that is going to be 11 hit points back to Penelope. Thank you. You're welcome, strange new penny. I still love you. <laughs> and that brings it to the Wooster. Ah, uh, here comes the Wooster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wusha looking around, getting a quick tactical assessment of the situation, which has changed significantly since his last turn, is going to see that his opportunity to strike out against the snake in coordination with his dear, dear friend Gaspar has fallen through. Your your dear friend is Penelope. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I was your dear friend. And you have to choose between the filthy, hideous snake and then the druid. I am going to glare my eyes with my own personal bias back down toward Ophidian Ashpool. And I'm going to say, welcome back to port, you fucking barnacle. I'm going to go at him again with both of my spears. Nautical theme. That's great. Not overplayed at all. (laughs) Oh, isn't that why you were passed up? Yeah, because nobody wants another pirate on their team. I'm not a pirate. That is going to be, looks like 18 against his AC. That hits. Sweet. You remember you blessed? Oh, yeah. I rolled that. It's in there. Is he missing any HP right now? Not now. Okay, cool. So that is just going to be Spear and Hunter's Mark. Spew and Magic Helmet. Seven plus my five. So that's 12 damage to him. Excellent. Fantastic. And then I've got one more coming at him. That is 25 against his AC. That does hit. Kick his ass, Seabass. Technically, I did three less damage to him on my last turn. I accidentally added three extra from a thing I wasn't supposed to. So if it helps, it still killed the illusion. I Okay, cool. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, here we go with this one. This has my Colossus Slayer damage added to it. Twelve more damage there. Nice. So 24 total? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not a pirate. I'm going to backhand him with one spear and go to drive another one as Close to the middle of his fucking stomach as I can. Nice. He manages to just barely turn them into nasty flesh wounds instead of getting impaled. And as he does, he says, get pegged, Stumpy. God damn, that hurt. Hey, I took offense to that, too. (laughs) (laughs) She really got the whole team with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Wusha, after doing what he can to beat the shit out of Ophidian Ashpool, is going to move carefully between Gaspar and Ophidian to try to get as much protection on his allies as he can and keep everything within range. I like it. That's my turn. That brings us to Penny. When Penelope was injured, she lost concentration on her blur spell. So now, with concentration available, Penny grazes her thumb along the blade of Zillos, drawing blood, which she wipes on the shield. A similar red mark appears on Ophidian Ashpool's chest Mm. as she marks him with Hunter's mark. The blood disappears into the shield and across its shiny visage. You see flashes of every moment you had where you hated him, every moment where you wanted to do him harm, and something inside of you hungers for its prey. That was my bonus, so let's, uh, let's attack him. Let's get this disadvantage out of the way. I like it. 
You got this. You're blessed. Blessed counters. Maybe. Fingers crossed. <laughs> that one would have been really good. Oh. Let's see what the next one is. Does a 19 hit? Yes, it does. That was my lower roll. Yay. Hey. And now Zillos is presumably loaded by that hit on his double. It is. That does 13 points. Very nice. And just as Ashpool thinks he's in the clear, Penny reveals another of her secrets. She has Thirsting Blade now, giving her a second Ooh. attack. Ooh. That's a thirsty blade right there. That's a pretty good ability for Zillow's narratively. Yes, it is. Not thirsty enough, I'm afraid. Oh. <laughs> With a 14. Ah, that does not do it. I'm going to burn a glory mm. in order to get inspiration on that attack. See okay. if I can do it a little better. That works. You can do it. 26. That definitely fucking hits. It's a little better. He definitely moves to the side of that blade just in time for you to bring it back around and stab it into him. How much damage does it deal? Six points. Enough to hurt. And because I forgot, quickly give him a total of five more damage off of those two hunter's marks. Shoving math down Zach's throat. (laughs) You strike, faint left, and then drive back again, cutting him open twice. He's bleeding profusely now, and you're fairly certain this one isn't an illusion. As his lifeblood flows freely, his hands charge with energy. There's no quip, no smart one-liner. Instead, only cold hatred and a willingness to kill. Ashpool is on the brink as Penny Farthing prepares to fell the foe that made short work of her former form. The Fallow Crown is at the top of their game, expertly focusing down their greatest threat before moving on to Ashpool's goons. Though I can't help but wonder what would compel these sinister snatchers to convene in this public place when they clearly had already hit the proverbial jackpot. Isn't it obvious, Paige? The standard isn't here for riches. They're here for fame. The Silver Song failed to take out the crown before they ascended to hero rank. Ashpool and the rest would want to prove they have what it takes. Once they learned their rivals had taken the job, there was no other way this could shake out. But what about the broken court? If they had advanced knowledge of the standards coming, then why didn't the fallow ground simply lie in wait, ready to spring the trap the moment they laid their grabby hands on the door? The fae truly are inscrutable. Perhaps to an order-bound lawful being like yourself, but the fae thrive on chaos and adoration. Can't you imagine what's happening here? We are all watching. Exactly. After two seasons of mediocre performance from their hero team, and with said team out of commission, it's no wonder they wanted to trounce these clowns on the main stage. It's all the final act of a carefully inked play. All the actors are here. The audience sucks popcorn-buttered fingers with nervous anticipation. It all makes perfect sense. Well, it is an entertainment program. You had me at Playhouse. I never said that. Brilliant. Plus, I imagine showing support and good relations with the commissioner doesn't hurt. Not one bit. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world 
that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I'm not just another wizard. Another wizard. I want to feel the magic. Feel the magic. I got my arcane certificate fast and easy with Scry U's Projection Academy. In just four weeks, I got my degree in transmutation, divination, conjuration, necromancy. Learn from home and feel the power with Scry U Projection Academy. Magic at your fingertips. Hey, all you cuties. Welcome to the mid-roll. I love you. I just want to take a minute to thank our new Patreon supporters and new members of the Discord. You're all amazing, and you're quite literally keeping the LUQ alive. You have no idea how much that means to us. I feel like at this point I've told you all of the great stuff you can get on the LUQ Patreon, so many times that you probably know it by heart. But if you love Season 2 or you miss Season 1, there are gems tucked away to bring back that nostalgia and inspire your games at home. Our top Patreon donators can even become part of the show's meta, as you hear during the EXPN bits. All of those names getting dropped are characters that our high-ranking patrons have made. You can also get your name mentioned with your mid-roll team every week. Our current mid-roll teams are the Twilight Concord, the Forgotten Legacy, the Ceaseless Horde, and this week's featured team, the Titans Rise, with Darsmail, Evelet, and Roman, aka Big Boy Roy. To get a personal message read on the show or possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitch at Slapdash Streams for Monday night live LUQ premieres with Dungeon Mistress Dana, Wednesday night cooperative Pokemon Nuzlocks with me and Zach as we currently make our way through our experimental twin lock, and Penny plays on Thursday with so much more during the week. I'm surprised that we still have a few pins left, and I'm not sure how long they'll last, so be sure to get yours today while you still can. There's a big old button on the LUQ.com. And in a final little teaser, and just to kind of keep myself motivated and lock myself in, I've been working a lot on a little side project for the near future that will come in the form of a streamed charity game. So keep your eyes peeled for future news as I get ready to shake out the cobwebs and stretch my atrophied, unused GMing muscles. And don't forget to leave a review and send us your fan art. We love it and always try to find ways to share them. Thank you, thank you, thank you, one and all. But that's enough out of me, let's get you back to the battle axis. Throw away your calendar and toss your clocks in the toilet. The only season you need to care about is sales season, and the only time is right now. Come on down to Cash Sully's Discount Jammers. We got all the Sky Sloop Star Hoppers and Ether Yeaters you need to get round at criminally low prices. No credit checks, no zone of truth, no Quinn down. We accept gold, platinum, electrum, gems, wondrous items, IOUs, trade goods, and prescription medications. We got all the classics and new models like the Lachey Debonair. The Vintage Goldhaven Ring Rocket, the Manderview Sky Weasel, the Arcadio Space Fucker, the Gorbinosh Organic Blood Runner, the Vectormate Vibrothygasmatron, the Personal Sized Mobile Tech Flybike, and the Restored Infernium Soul Jumper. Make like a toast point and get your jam on with a Sun Sloop, Moon Sloop, Zip Winger, Sky Buggy, or a Rim Skimmer at Cash Sully's Discount Jammers. Take them for a test drive. I dare you. Ophidian Ashpool stares daggers at a shiny new penny, while the rest of you ponder what you're going to do with the rest of his team. That brings it to Dr. Caustic. The good doctor reaches down beneath his cloak and pulls out from it a massive, 
vial of green liquid. He raises it into the air, and you see beneath his coat are what look like odd joints, some kind of pulley system. They charge with arcane energy as he casts Catapult on his acid ampule. This is a special attack from him, for which he is using glory. His personalized attack of acid grenade. God, he's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to deal 4d8 acid damage and hits all adjacent creatures to the spot. He is going to launch it right here. I believe that's going to be a dexterity saving throw for everybody. Yee. I mean, for those two. Yeah. 15. 19. Beautiful. The 19 beats it. The 15 doesn't. You blessed? I blessed. Okay. You're going to be taking 4d8 acid damage. My boys. 25 damage coming at you. Hoofers. So half of that would be 12. Taking a page out of Papa Yavos's book, I'm going to stomp my peg leg down and move one of my arms up as my side becomes hard like old tumbled wood. And I'm going to cast <gasps> Absorb Elements. Hey. hey. So confident are you that your natural skin will be able to resist this. But when the acid begins to chew through your stone-like flesh, you realize this man knows a little bit more about acid than he lets on. Or perhaps exactly as much as you would assume. From his nickname and attire. (laughs) (laughs) After he performs this catapult, he turns and begins walking slowly towards Iavos with what looks like a jagged poisoned dagger in his hand. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. And that makes it Chess's turn. He is going to draw back his crossbow and take a shot trying to finish Gaspar. He is going to get advantage because he's using the aim ability. Yep, yep. And that is going to be 20. That'll do. Okay. How hard are you? Six HP. Oh, no. Fuck me. I was the tank in the middle. That's bad. There's going to be 22 damage coming at you. That will put me down. The crossbow bolt finds its way into your chest and you gasp for air as one of your lungs collapses. Except... You remember, you don't need to breathe, but that certainly doesn't stop the blood from welling up inside of your chest and putting pressure on your heart. Magic is a mysterious thing. (laughs) Gaspar just says as he's collapsing. Fair enough. (laughs) Live by the sneaky attack, die by the sneaky attack. And collapse next to the giant constrictor snake. He is then going to follow up his bonus action to use disruptive action on Wusha. He doesn't remember your name. He doesn't remember anything about you because you're forgettable. (laughs) You will get disadvantage on your next physical attack. I am going to let a loud and frustrated bellow out and quickly reassess what I have to do here. (laughs) That's fair. Right now, it's Carnivore's turn. Beautiful. He slithers forward past the corpse of your friend and attempts to constrict Wusha. Fucking dog shit. (laughs) The massive snake would have the most elegant, perfect sheen, the most flawless scales if you weren't covered head to toe in extravagant cat scratches, which seem to have grown with him in size. As he crawls across the ground on his belly, the pain of them seems to spark out across him, and he can't seem to shake it off. They don't seem to affect his natural HP, but they certainly make him uncomfortable. Wait your turn! You're also still covered in whale blubber, which makes you hard to constrict. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, I'm always covered in whale blubber. (laughs) That brings us to Gaspar. He's going to make a death saving throw. You're blessed. 
That is going to be a 16. Mm. Success. Hell yeah. That makes it Ophidian. Marvelous. Ophidian, fairly injured and certain that he won't be able to continue this fight as is, lifts his burning hands and puts them to his chest. And as he does, he is filled with profane energy, closing the wounds on him. He heals for 30 damage. What a shit whistle. It's quite the word. (laughs) Crapulent shit whistle. (laughs) (laughs) Also certain that Wuxia will have his hands full soon with the snake, turns back to Penny and strikes at her with a full attack. Beginning with a whip. He seems a little shaken, a little nervous. The whip does not crack. Instead, it lashes up against you weakly and causes no meaningful damage. So he brings it back the other way, stealing himself. But a 17 doesn't do it. He's shaken for the first time. Mm. It's okay, Ophidian. Prey animals often scratch and bite at the predators that stalk them. You have no idea what it means to be preyed upon. He doesn't say it as a threat, but a certainty. And as he does, his eyes glow red, and inside of yourself you feel that sickly, deep pull, that same one that you felt when you were stabbed so recently. He hits you with Hexblade's curse. That makes it Iavos' turn. Mm. Iavos realizes Gaspar is in a tight and bad spot, and his first focus is the giant snake that could kill Gaspar with a single bite because he is unconscious. And also, the nasty man with a big knife in his face is going to be his secondary. (laughs) So Iavos reaches down to the table and snatches up a pair of D6s. Looking at the giant cobra, he says, Light be robbed from all your skies. You've been cursed with snake eyes. And as he crushes them, he casts blindness on the serpent and at third level, again, at the alchemist. And as I did not need to use my spell secret to change the deck save, this is a charisma save for the serpent and the alchemist. Okay. As they are filled with blinding doubt. I'm going to blow your fucking mind. Dr. Caustic has terrible charisma. (laughs) And if I remember right, snakes have like a fucking three or something. (laughs) Yeah. It's a negative four for the snake man. Hell yes. Uh, Wild shape. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it would be based on his charisma. Excuse me. So, Dr. Caustic gets a staggering seven, and Carnivore still gets a negative one. (laughs) (laughs) That's a seven. (laughs) Just need to check one thing real quick. It's not a concentration spell, so Bless is still up. Hey. Hell yeah. So I'm going to use my last third level spell slot, and I am going to use two points of glory to cast Healing Word on Gaspar. Nice. As your healing magic is cast upon him, there is no movement. Oh, feel free to roll. Ah, are you... Okay. I mean, either something cool or something really bad's happening. (laughs) Uh, 13 hit points. Gaspar is going to happily receive 13 hit points and play dead. (laughs) Go ahead, roll me a deception. Do I have advantage... Yeah, you're an undead, so I'd say playing dead is very, very easy. Cool. So it's not a natural one. What is it? It's a three. Oh, wait, your advantage and you still got a three? It happens. (laughs) That's a bummer. Well, the snake can't tell. He's blind. (laughs) 
as you are suddenly blessed with the healing energy of Iavos, you get so excited about the idea of playing dead, you can't help but kind of get a little giddy. Giggle. There's a little <laughs> tremor in you, and you seem to uh, barely be able to contain yourself. And while it is impressive how immediately dead after that you look, Ophidian noticed. And at the end of my turn, I stamp the quill staff into the ground and attempt to manifest whatever magic it will give me. Come on, three. Show me a fucking three as I pull a spell slot out of it. Nice. Three, 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 three. I rolled a one, but that's still a first level spell slot back. Hey. That brings it to Wusha. <gasps> me. Ooh, Wusha's mad. Looking clear over Ophidian's head and shoulders, big-ass Wusha is going to say to New Penny, Time for the surf and turf. Got it. Wait, I thought we were calling it the hunter's snare. Time for the surf and snare. (laughs) That's even worse. (laughs) We'll talk about it later. Uh, So this will use our last three glory, but you both get plus three to hit on your attacks and deal an extra 2d4 damage. They can use their personal glory if they want. Yeah, I was going to use one of mine. My only one. Cool. I am going to drop concentration on my hunter's mark and replace it with my ensnaring strike because I feel like that's an important part of this combo. With this agreed on, I'm going to lower both of my spears and as I focus on them and grip as hard as I can, the ground around me turns wet and I become more dripping and moist. The sea life crawls around my body more and ghostly old chains appear from my elaborate belt to the back of my spears. You can hear them rattling and echoing off the reefs that are nowhere here. On the other side of Ophidian, Penny places the edge of her blade against the edge of her shield, and as she draws it back, a shower of sparks erupt, turn green, and then from that point, more spectral briars flow forth and begin to encircle Ophidian. Mm. I want both of you to roll me your attacks with your added combo move bonus. Fuck yeah. I also have disadvantage from that asshole. Ah, yes. But that's okay. I rolled a pair of 13, so it didn't make a fucking difference. (laughs) I get 25 total. Ah. I got 15 total. Okay. Wusha hits. Penny, unfortunately, does not. Which means your attacks still go off, but the combo move is not successful. There's one more glory if you want to re-roll it. I mean, we've already invested three at this point. It's loss prevention. Uh, I'm taking that. Okay. 30. That's okay. That's more. Jesus. That's a lot more. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) So I've got a solid 24 damage from Wusha. Oh, is there a specific uh, type spread or rather what are all the types? Acid and piercing. Thank you. Penny does 22 damage, all piercing. Nice. All right. What is your totals together? Uh, 46. Yeah. And I believe he needs to make, um, two strength saving throws. Correct. And the DC is raised by two. Three. Three. At hero rank. That makes mine 18. And mine uh, 15. Both are failures. As iron, coral, thorn, and vine wrap around him, he is made helpless under your attack. He goes limp from the impact and from the wounds. And this time, Ophidian Ashpool, in earnest, falls under. 
Can I get a, can I get a fucking woo? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I forget I the audience were... couldn't hear my fist pump, but I was actually fist pumping. <laughs> I don't believe it. I didn't know you were done with the full no, I explanation. Need... Hell you. fucking yes. It More feels like good. A... We got to knock him out twice. Right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> More like Ophidian Tidepool. Fuck this guy. Oh. <laughs> what? I don't know, I'm man. sure amongst your people that was a sick burn. <laughs> the sickest and wettest of burn. That felt really good. Because, he, because yes. he's shallow. Uh, <laughs> and full of salt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I see the insult now. Uh, now it is Dr. Caustic, a.k.a. DJ Blindface. I don't know. <laughs> That's great. Okay. All I need to see you to kill you. Trust me. I spent my life making a career out of that. He pulls out what looks like a big, massive vial of acid. And instead of aiming it at you, he just throws it at the square you're on. So he only has to hit an AC 10. (laughs) What a dick. And despite the fact that he's blind, he just hits a 10. Dikers. What a nerd. That's going to be seven acid damage. Seven acid damage. I still have a point of false life left. (laughs) (laughs) Now... The trigger for Hellish Rebuke is just getting damage from someone within 60 feet of me. And since I've seen with my own eyes that the spell Absorb Elements doesn't work here, I think I'm going to follow up with a first level Hellish Rebuke. That's fair. Or second level. I mean, minimum level. Uh, so he needs to make me a, what, can you make a deck save when you're blind or is it restrained that I'm thinking? Uh, you can. It's at disadvantage. Disadvantage. Gotcha. So I would like Dr. Caustic to make a deck save versus my Hellish Rebuke. Okay. You had a 14. How's that? Not enough. It's Damn. 15 DC. Too bad. Real close. So he's going to take 14 fire damage. Ooh, the doctor is out. Not really. He's actually fine. I hope that ignites something flammable on your stupid bandolier, you turd. <laughs> <laughs> Get my ovos. <laughs> Good one, I guess. If it's the end of his turn, it brings us to chess. Okay. Chess, standing at a distance, surveying the fight, is piecing together the best play. It's to leave. (laughs) It's to double-cross Ophidian at this very moment. (laughs) Oh, by the way, at the end of his turn, he gets to make another charisma save to get his vision back. Oh, gotcha. Uh, He gets a 20, or excuse me, he gets a 19 on the die, and uh, that breaks him free. It seems that whatever foul concoction made his eyes the way they are, helped him to shake off the poison of your own magic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like one of those chem baths for your eyes, but it's just acid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just puts acid in his eyes. I'm so sorry, but he's going to have to do it. Did, did he find me or was it a Fidian? No, it's fine. Do it. The mastermind, unfortunately, is not fooled by your feeble attempt at playing dead. And while others might be shaken, focusing on the far greater threats, he knows full well what a rogue can do. I'm prone. Or you are, which means uh, disadvantage, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He is going to take the aim to cancel the disadvantage, but that means he does not get his sneak attack. That is going to be a 19. I'm next to the snake. It's still a sneak attack. Oh, it is still a sneak attack, isn't it? It's a snake attack. Oh, that sucks. But you might live it if you use your reaction. That is going to be 20 damage coming at you. I'm going to uncannily dodge. Playing dead. For Gaspar means that the severed head at his hip always has its eyes open anyway. So he's able to see Chess aiming the crossbow at him. In his mind, he's just thinking, don't aim it at me, please. (laughs) 
but realizing the jig is up, as the bolt flies, Gaspar extends his hand in an attempt to catch the arrow. Ooh. And he does so as it pierces through his palm. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take 10 <laughs> instead of 20. All right. I'm still up. You delicate little finger bones. Way to take one for the team. <laughs> I was dealt a bad hand. <laughs> good one. That was really good. Hey, hey, if you don't like the foul crown anymore, you can always join us. We don't really need the druid. Look up with the druid. <sighs> He's had a theme anyway. You all have snake tattoos. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, you clearly have no concept of how the optics are. You are the one that is out of line in this theme. Dr. Caustic, number one. <laughs> Giant snake, number two. Ophidian, number three. You're a cat. You, that took more that's than way six. too that long. That took way too more. That was like okay, six seconds, right. my man. <laughs> that's, my, that's Gaspar's inner thought. He can't express that in, in the short amount of time. Just baffled by the absurdity coming from this rogue. He is going to use his last dispiriting uh, effect on... Yeah, you know, I think he's going to use it on Wuxia again. Bring it on. Hey, pirate. You chose the wrong team. You finally get on a team and they're a bunch of losers. <laughs> I like cats until today. <laughs> All right. That's his turn. That makes it carnivore. Hey, Avos, funny thing about snake eyes. They got blind sense. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the druid is going to immediately try to constrict again. And this time doesn't roll like dog shit. That's a 22. Oh, that hits. That's going to be 12 bludgeoning damage. I can take that. You are also grappled. Your escape DC is 16. And until the grapple ends, you are restrained. And I can't restrict another target. That makes it Gaspar. As is cutting action, Gaspar is going to take the disengage. He's going to acrobatically go from gaudy decoration piece to another up to the balcony that Penny had just dropped from. And then hide. <laughs> hide! That is a 23. All right. As soon as you disappear behind the balcony, everyone loses sight of you, even the mastermind. That brings it to Ophidian, who is down, so Iavos. We should stop the fight. Your captain is dying. How to give a shit about him? Fair enough. I almost looks down at the table where there are two face down cards and he manifests magic into the palm of his hand. He flips them over, seeing two suits, and he says, I stay. And I cast hold person on the alchemist. <laughs> oh. uh, wisdom save for Himson. Thank you. Best fucking stat. And he has proficiency and he rolls a two like a giant asshole. Hooray. <laughs> the good news is he's held. The bad news is that does end bless. Ah. But it was a choice I had to make. That's fair. Uh, how does the hold work? The target is paralyzed for the duration. At the end of each of its turns, they can make another saving throw. And on a success, it ends. Nice. And how does paralyze work? Uh, their speed is reduced to zero. They can't make any reactions. They automatically get crit by close range melee attacks and all that good stuff. I like it. And that is my action. And since he can't do nothing, I'm going to move away from him and his bombs and his knife. Zombie, zombie. And his knives and his bombs. <laughs> you know, I still want to keep a little cover from the snipester. That's fair. 
So I'm just going to move to here and kind of crouch behind this gambling table. It's not a lot, but it's a little. Fair enough. Half cover. I'll take it. I need it. Daddy need. I don't have any bonus actions I can throw around because I cast a second level spell, which I am marking down. Yeah, your boy needs some fucking bonus action versatility, but he don't have it this level. So I end my turn. And that brings us to Woosh. Oh, coiled up in the snake with a disadvantage I already have. I'm going to glare at the cat and I'm going to say, you need to come here right now, mister. (laughs) I am going to throw a spear at him. As the sea spray hits him, you yell, bad kitty. (laughs) That's a one. Critic natural one? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, Oh, that's so good, my man. As you hurl your spear out, you realize you have not connected your chains properly and it falls clattering to the floor. Come here anyway! Ooh, that's rough. All right, I am going to take flow in my one remaining hand. I'm going to use my second attack to jab it into this snake. I like it. And I still have disadvantage. All you have to do is get through all of his health and then all the health of the druid. Yup. Throwing up my one spear that misses entirely and slides against the ground, bouncing against masonry and carpet. I am going to take a look around. uh, And I've seen storms at sea before. I know how gross they can get. I'm going to take my spear, my one remaining spear, flow, and I'm going to try to throw it up and wedge it into the ceiling in the cloud. (laughs) <laughs> and while he's constricting you? While he's constricting me. Fuck this guy. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Give it to me. All right. What do I got to hit? You're going to have to hit a DC 10. Oh, no. You're, 10. You're also going to have to roll me a, we're going to say constitution saving throw to not directly be hit by the hit thing yourself. <sighs> Sweet baby boy. Even if I'm hit by it, I could fucking take it. That is going to be a 14 total to hit the ceiling. Okay. And then constitution save. Probably not enough. That is going to be a nine. Okay. Definitely not going to do it. You are going to be hit by this. He rolled a natural 20 on his deck save, but in order to do so, he is going to have to let you go. So you are no longer restricted, and he moves five feet away from you to avoid the shock, but you do take 3d10, and he takes half of that. That's 10. Sweet. Uh, I am going to activate my stone's endurance to reduce it by 1d12 plus 2 as a reaction. I'm going to take 5 damage. We all know stones are immune to electricity. (laughs) 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 Then, as my bonus action at the end of my turn, I'm going to cough out a little bit of smoke. (laughs) Oh. I'm going to spend my second wind. Yeah. 1d10 plus 1. I'm going to get five health back. I took no damage from the lightning. (laughs) That brings it to Penny. Penny is going to shake her head and kneel down and use her action to try and stabilize Ashpool. Interesting. Okay. Eleven. Isn't the DC ten? It is ten. Oh, my God. You're clearly not putting your best into it. As you... Patch up the wounds, apply pressure, break your smelling salts or whatever it is you do. You stabilize him. With her successful check, Penny dips her fingers into a bottle of Elixir Potion of Healing. (laughs) She turns up, smiles brightly, and says, Elixir, I'd wish it on my worst enemy. (laughs) And rubs a little bit on his gums. (laughs) <laughs> stabilizing him. 
but not bringing is him. That how the, is that how healing potions work? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like whiskey on a fussy baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Stabilizing him, but not bringing him back to consciousness. This is kind of a catch-and-release program, Ashpool. I'll see you later. Getting back to her feet, Penny dips her fingers in some of Ashpool's blood, wiping it on her shield. And the mark reappears on chess as it disappears. Mm. She looks up as she has used her bonus action to choose her new marked prey. Beautiful. Those potions are meant to be taken orally, but I guess they work in assholes, too. <laughs> God. Oh, Jesus. That makes it Dr. Caustic. He's held. All he can do is make a saving throw. Yeah. What's the save? Uh, 15 wisdom. That's cocked. Even worse. Yay. <laughs> you got eight. Yeah. You got to know when to hold him. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> that does make it Chess's turn, though. Okay. Chess, realizing that one friend is held, one friend is unconscious, and the other is surrounded by enemies, and now that he is Hunter's marked, starts to make his way towards the door. He's the only smart one. He looks at Carnivore. Come on, you idiot. Let's get the hell out of here. You've got the heart. He's also going to take a pot shot at Iavos as he moves. Dick, move. That is a 19. Oh, yeah. And doesn't have sneak attack, but he still does 11. Before the arrow hits, my membranous armor evolves and adapts to the incoming impact and gives me resistance to piercing damage. Mm, I love it. False life is finally gone, and I've dipped into my hit points. <laughs> that makes it Carnivore's turn. He is going to immediately turn, realizing that the lightning has turned against him, and start moving towards... Why am I moving like that? I'm such an asshole. I don't get an opportunity attack anyway because I use my reaction. And while he has a short range blind sight, he still moves like an idiot because he's blind. <laughs> <laughs> As the snake moves, he brings himself just close enough to Yavos to be able to feel his presence and tremors through the ground and reach out to him with his blind sense. He attempts as best he can to use the lightning to strike at you. Did you withdraw the spear? I didn't say I did. Awesome. He is not aware of the fact that the spear is still embedded in the ceiling. I would like you to roll me a dexterity saving throw not to immediately be struck by lightning. <gasps> oh, no. Actually, that's pretty good. That's going to be a 21. That is enough not to be hit by lightning. You let go of the spear as the electricity arcs through it and into the ground next to you. Relatively harmless. Mm. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. That brings it to Gaspar. So up on the balcony... Gaspar is going to pop up, look at Chess, who's running away, and aim his crossbow at him. Nice. That is a 25 to hit. That definitely hits. That is going to do a total of 24 points of damage. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Almost as he says the words, come on, you idiot, we've got the heart, the crossbow bolt finds home in his chest. He looks down, realizing that he's sprouting quarrels like roses in a garden. He scratches his head curiously and then falls to the ground. Before he falls to the ground, Nepet materializes. <laughs> he's going to ensure that first, Chess lands on his head on the way down. Second, that the snake is going to get a dagger in the nostril. 
Brandon the Schnoot. It's got to be the Schnoot after what he did to you. Mm-hmm. That is going to be eight points of necrotic damage to the giant snake. Just a little bit of a fuck you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe it ends his concentration. Who knows? It might end his concentration. The lightning holds strong as he succeeds in his concentration check, but he's suddenly realizing he's out of allies. Your team went all in. You don't get to change your mind now. Mm. And I'm going to hide again. That is going to be a 20 total. Mm. And you disappear behind the balcony. That makes it. Ophidian doesn't have to whirl anything, so he, we just pass his turn. Yes, you do. Uh, that makes it Ayabos. Oh, uh, Wusha, thank you so much. I say as I point my finger at your discarded harpoon and cast catapult as I hurl it at the snake <laughs> at full force. <laughs> I love it. I'll leave it here for you. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me that uh, damage. Now, it's a deck save, but he's still blind. <laughs> he is. He is. He would have gotten a 20. Instead, he got a two. Yay. Yes. And I'm going to use my last second level spell. I am now out only first level spells. And that's an extra D8. Bippity boppity boo. I'm going to give you an extra D4 because you're using a spear. I'll take it. 23. 25 piercing damage. Technically bludgeoning, but I'm pretty sure this is piercing damage. (laughs) It's piercing damage. (laughs) I like to play with catapult a little bit. Yeah, me too. Me too. (laughs) I used it on a statue once. Uh, And then I move uh, far enough away to not be in the snake's blindside area. All right. And that brings it to Wusha. Wusha is going to smile, cough at more smoke. Thanks, Yavos. With my phantasmal chains that I've manifested, I'm going to wrap my arm around the one up in the cloud and yank it down. I'm going to hold onto it. I'm going to grab onto the other one and activate its pulling ability to pull me toward the snake, which is much larger than I am. I'm a big boy, but that's a big, big boy. That's a very large boy. It's the largest boy. And I'm going to come at it like a fucking rocket. (laughs) Okay. This is going to use... One action, one of my attacks to pull me toward it, Mm -hmm. activate anything, and the other attack to jam into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also going to, as my thing is sunk in, activate Hunter's Mark, (laughs) focusing on the thing and trying to find any gaps in its scales. Marvelous. I'm going right for the cat wounds. Roll your attacks. (laughs) Oh, that's a 19 on the die right there. That feels good. I only get one attack this turn. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, I get D8 from Colossus Slayer. I get D6 from Hunter's Mark, and I get D6 from my spear. I love it. It's so rare you actually get to use Colossus Slayer on a Colossus. Right? Mm. It's a treat. I did specifically set that exact enemy as a counter to you. D- completely understandable. Like a giant grabby snake. Yeah. That's going to be 14 damage to it. That is a nice hearty chunk, and that is in fact enough to bring it from its wild shape. As you use the phantasmal chains to pull yourself to the snake, the flesh of it splits. As the illusion of its new form begins to fade, you drive your spear deeper in. The damage carries over into his natural form. What was your total? 14. Gotcha. I know he's a furbolg, so I don't necessarily loom over him, but I'm still going to stare right in his eyes and say, you know what's good for you. You'll give me the art, boy. Hmm. Penny's next. Penny had barely had time to lock eyes with Chess before he was suddenly on the ground. So now she 
turns her gaze, and a moment later, both her and her hunter Mark have moved to carnivore. Nice. As she charges him, she slashes with Zillos. 27. <laughs> Whoo! Whoo! <laughs> That's a hit. Not the damage yet. Her first attack deals 17 points of piercing damage. Hot shit. That's a good sword. New penny, who dis? You drive your short sword directly into his chest, and as soon as it does, your mind and body sing with ecstasy. For this creature, this fey creature, this dark fey creature, who has given itself over completely to its more vile impulses, its flesh corrupts under the power of Zillos. Roll your extra 2d6 damage. Firbolg are fey, and he is a specifically dark fey. You are fey. right. I didn't even think about it. So it was 17 before. Add another 9. Thank you. So 26. <laughs> <sighs> he falls. A part of you is urged forward. The second strike just waiting to find home. The centers of Penny's pupils glow an even brighter green as she bares her teeth and growls. Can I try to hold back? It's up to you. You're only fighting yourself. Pausing for only a moment, suddenly, Penny's arm lunges forward. When she pulls it back to her, her eyes are no longer glowing. And in her hand, she holds the wild heart. The last thing the Firbolg sees as unconsciousness wraps its arms around him is the heart crumbling to ash. After all, they had long since moved the heart chamber. And the house always wins. A stunning defeat. The Wild Heart is safe in the custody of the Broken Court and the Battle Standard has failed their objective. After a nearly record-breaking streak of perfect scores, this is a bad beat for Ashpool's ensemble. I can't imagine Ophidian will take this well. Once he comes out of that battle nap, he'll be angrier than a guy who just realized his trousers are a mimic. If they had a rival before, they certainly have an enemy now. I only hope no innocents are caught in the crossfire. Meanwhile, Spock's Bell Puncher has officially accepted an offer from Metal and Mana. After their sustained absence, their position within the champion rank was tenuous. And while he definitely had champion chops, you'll have to make Hero his new home. Speaking of new homes, ancestral guardian Thera is filling in for Greta Bladebreaker on the Transient Exiles. It seems many a hero team are finding fill-ins for their long-time absentees. These hero teams seem to be juggling new members as often as you organics change mates. That's a pretty weird analogy, Paige. I calls them like I sees them. This team composition shuffle feels like hookups and dumps at some high-stakes key party. <clears throat> With Alavon Orison's unceremonious departure, Wusha Brineschild has done a remarkable job of filling in for the Asimar Paladin. But if Alavon should return, Wusha's fate is uncertain. It's always possible that the Crown might choose to keep Wusha on as a permanent alternate, but that would eat into their earnings. Thus far, the Frugal Crown have kept glory spend to a minimum, though the LUQ Scry site reports they currently have nothing in the bank. 
presumably preferring to withdraw his quid. Whatever they're doing with their cash, it seems Wuxia has little hope of cutting off a slice of that fat money cake. Only time will tell. I, for one, have enjoyed the fresh burst of sea air that the Wandering Tide has brought to the Crown's adventures, and would hate to see him leave. For my Quinn, there's no substitute for the righteous fury of the Paladin Barbarian. His clean-cut looks and unwavering professionalism speak to me on a deep level. Wuxia's fleshy antics and missing parts give me a tingle in the jingle bells that I can't seem to shake. I believe they refer to this discomfort as body horror. That they do, Paige. That they do. I like. I want to look at New Penny's character sheet. This is confusing. Oh, yeah. That was a what deeply satisfying brawl. End. There was a lot of good combo stuff too. Like oh, visually, yeah. the idea of like hucking a spear into the thing and you pulling. Ah, oh, that's all good. Very good. <laughs> I like the the lightning redirection was fun. I like that once Gaspar finally got to shoot the cat, he just fucking pwned him. <laughs> <laughs> just a one shot. Yeah, that was sick. I was. I thought I was gonna have to chase him down. He only had twenty seven health, and he was already down seven. So that was it for him. Bad kitty. Didn't have con. Mm-mm. It's fine. It's fine. Constitution. Gotta have the touche. <laughs> the touche. My highlight is uh, the touche. <laughs> we actually get to do play of the game we though, because it was a combat episode. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do we got for play of the game? Oh fuck. My play of the game was. My play of the game was definitely fucking. Uh, uh, Penny busting out her new ability right at the beginning and mm. uh, slapping poor, poor Ashpool in the face uh, with his own asshole. Yeah. And shutting down his damage completely. Yeah. Just that was knocking good. this might out of his hand like, no. Yeah. Get, Stop it. Getting to show off, getting to flex that immediately was fantastic. That was <laughs> really satisfying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That play of the game might be uh, Ophidian clowning me with his. Uh... His doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I for, I, for some reason, was not expecting him to just be there again. You know? They uh, they normally, his uh, doppelgangers can't speak, but they had planned ahead and empowered yeah. it so that they could do it properly. That makes sense. I, um, I was also taken off guard by that. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, when he led with his smite and everything, like, I was prepared to have this fight. And then when that happened, I was just like, oh, shit. Here's the best part. If you would just let him hit you, nothing would have happened. It would have just been, he wouldn't have hit you. It would have just been no damage. You would have been like, oh shit, he's a fucking imposter. That makes sense. It was all theatrics. What a joke. <laughs> That's okay. I was very proud of that. <laughs> I knew y'all were going to fucking focus him down. I'm like, I got to do something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you got to. That's good design. It was a very fun fight. Mm-hmm. Man, it feels like it's been so long since the beginning, but it was like engaging the entire time. <laughs> a lot of good casino puns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just ripe for the taking. I mean, I fucking love so much about this. What's your highlight, Long? I'm thinking, like, the play, I want to think of my play of the game that hasn't been used yet. And there's a lot of good ones. I liked the self-sacrifice acid bomb. Oh, we got it. We got to mention the, the... I think the name Surf and, like, the combo of Surf and Turf and the visual of, like, Briars and, and Ocean Chains is really tasty for me. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was but the chain cool. surfing was also really good. <laughs> yeah. As well as the, the intention behind the uh, the lightning. I'm also a chain surfer. Move. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> I did fucking love the, the lightning spear thing. I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to go flavor-wise for, like, what is the prettiest picture in my mind, the Surf and Turf, because I'm not going to pick my own silly spell shit. 
<laughs> I would honestly say my play of the, my MVP for this one has to be Iavos. Uh, just the sheer amount of power he put into nearly everything he did, the amazing puns, all the just the tasty goodness. You also literally took out one entire character and managed to bring the other one to almost none, like none of his fucking animal health. And uh, plus the bless, plus everything else. Without you, this definitely would not have shaken out as nearly as good. It was a well-fruitful bless. I was waiting to lose concentration on it the whole time, but they didn't actually bring me past my false life until almost the end. Yeah. Um, and yeah, thank you for locking down Doc Cock. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he was a menace. Doc Cock. Caustic juice. I was actually really worried that he would be the weakest and least interesting character at the roster. He was the one that I was like, shit, I don't really have a great idea for this fourth character. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go with this. I want him to be dorky. I want him to be an edgelord. It's going to be awesome. And then, yeah, he scared me the most. Good. Yeah. Caustic occasion. He's my favorite. (laughs) He literally can only use his his acid ampule once. So he's just like, all right, there's two boys right there. I'm going to go for it. A lot of. Oh, it's like celebration here. He's the only one truly embracing the edge. Oh, and yeah. I have to respect it. I mean, I definitely wanted all these guys to be on the edgy I'm side. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I can clarify, the reason why the Fulberg is the... Uh, Fulberg. Hello. <laughs> I am Fulberg. The, the Foley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mighty dicks. The reason why he is uh, considered the odd man out here is because he's the only one who isn't like a, a sneaky get him rogue type. Literally everyone there is like a criminal and shit like that. And he's just like, and I came from another plane, which is long since dead. And now I just kind of do animal shit. The ability to turn into animals in a heist, though, is, is the best rogue. Uh, fun, Wait a minute. fun fact. Nobody here is technically actually wearing armor. The snake tattoos you're seeing are actually barrier tattoos at ver- at uh, Rare, oh, cool. which give them a 15 AC. Yeah, uh, that's dope. So. Yeah, they uh, that was one of their quests. They That's why that he fit the theme, though, because they were snaked up. See? Mm-hmm. Double snaked up. There you go. On a Thursday. <laughs> it's I'm Sunday. Double, I'm always double snaked it up. It should have been Thursday. like a giant snake with snake tattoos on it. I would like the audience to know, too, that we used the smaller of my two broad snake <laughs> miniatures for this. Yes. This one's literally half of the battlefield. Yeah, it's very, very large. It's just mini. too big. And I what just, a battlefield. I love the Titan Thank snake. you for this battlefield brief. Absolutely. I Gorgeous do want to take, I wanted to go around the table since this is the last episode of the chapter, uh, starting with. Uh, my name is Max Hobbs. I play Wusha Brineborn, the Wandering Tide. I also want to take a moment and remind people to listen to Help Action. That's Max's uh, comedy advice podcast. It's absolute delight. He works with a bunch of other people that we really enjoy. All all good lads. Definitely check it out. I'm Angelo Kaluig. I play Gaspar, the headless rogue of the Phantom subclass, and uh, apparently tank of the group this day. (laughs) Tank rogue. Sorry. Tank rogue. It's good. Thank you for that. I am Dana Ebert. Yeah, I contributed to another Pathfinder book that's coming out this fall that was announced called Pathfinder Lost Omens Travel Guide. It's going to be really cool. Uh, my name is Law. I play Avos Isadora, uh, scion of the Withering Acre, and I am also the creative director of Slapdash Studios. I'm Zach Barkas. I am the Dungeon Boy. I am also the technical director for Slapdash Studios. I want to thank Brie Golden for this fucking bomb-ass map. She did a beautiful Art Deco style, which you can get right now on our Patreon. It is The seal for the court is so goddamn fresh. It's very striking. I also want to thank Hedegar the Editor for editing this two-hour, 15-minute episode down to what is probably going to be an hour flat. (laughs) Probably so. Okay, and I'm not actually fucking with you. I didn't tell you who I was playing. I play Penny Farthing, and I know y'all are dying to know about New Penny. I will tell you she's a level 6 warlock with a custom subclass that you will learn more about as we continue playing. <sighs> I am so excited to tell you more about this class. I'm so excited to tell you more about this world. 
Kinyuin was just the first step in a long series of kick-ass steps towards the end of this campaign, which is nowhere in sight. Thank you all so much for listening. Please check out theluq.com. And until next time, we wish you luck.